Hi everyone, I'm Funke and welcome back to season one of People with Penny. So on People with Penny, we talk about small businesses and people yet to start their businesses in Nigeria. So today we have um, the amazing Amaka of Amaka's FODs here with us. Uh, so Amaka, please introduce, tell us your name and introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Amaka. I am an entrepreneur content and communication strategists and a baby girl. I've decided to start adding that in my bio now so that, you know, the universe shifts and aligns and just makes me the baby girl I want to be. So I yes, that is. <laughs> That's great. So um, when did you start um, your business, which is Amaka's this? When and why did you start? Um, this question. Okay, so um, I started when I was 21. Well, I did, the business did not take off then, but that was when I had the idea to start. And that was when I created a social media account for that business. I think it was in June or July. I think it was June. Yeah, so um, why? The why is funny <laughs> because... Um, hmm. Okay, so the why... I went to my great-grandmother's funeral in Anambra State in 2016. 16, I believe. Yeah, I think so, 2016. And uh, before I went to this funeral, it was like beginning of the month. Now, when you're in uni, they send you pocket money, either end or beginning of the month, depending on when your parents pay, and when they pay your parents. So they had just sent me pocket money, but this funeral was like on the third. So when we finished the funeral, two days after, which was like fifth, I was to go back and I'm like, yo, daddy, give me money to go back to school. And my father goes into the room with his wife, with my mother, and he's complaining bitterly <laughs> that, did we not just send this babe money? Why is she asking me for money to go back to school? And I overhear this conversation and I'm like, hmm, bro. And okay, no, no, no. The <laughs> thing I overheard that shocked me was my mother just calming him down, telling me she's not worried. I think I was in 300 level then in uni telling me she's not worried that one more year and we'll have to we'll stop doing this. Like It clocked in my brain in that moment that they were indeed planning to cut me off after I graduate school. Like, mm -hmm. yo, in the next year, you'll not be able to buy BIS subscriptions. I think I had, I had a Blackberry then or what, I don't know. But in the next month, I mean, the next year, I won't be able to just make my hair. My pocket money will stop coming to me. And it was a shocking thing. I was so wild. I was like, wow, people love me. <laughs> anyway, I decided to start a business there and then because poverty alleviation. I was like, yeah, I can't finish school and not be able to upkeep myself, like still be a baby girl. And I started thinking, what do I like to do? What can I do? What can I monetize? Like, what do I do like I monetize? And at that time, while I was in uni, I had this eye for just buying good hair. Now, in uni, my pocket money was 30,000 naira right and that's mm. in um, 300 level and 30k i would take like 25k out of it and buy hair it sounds very <laughs> silly now but that's what was important to me at the time remember i was 21 no judgments <laughs> so that was but like i would buy this 25k hair and babes would look at it and they're like oh my god this hair is so good the way i would style it the way i would wear it and it became a whole thing like if you wanted to buy good hair they would say go and ask amaka and then I clicked that because I had this guy. He, he became, he was like my second supplier when I started business eventually. His name was Ima. 
So he used to sell hair in Ringwood, the new city. So I'm telling everybody, oh, I buy this hair from Ima, but they will go and buy the hair from Ima. And it will come out rubbish on their hair because don't get it twisted. It was cheap nonsense hair. Well, not really nonsense for the time, but it was just not good hair at the time, but it was the way I wore it or something. And it clicked in my head that I could do this thing. Like, why not you buy hair and start selling? And I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I will. But at that time, I knew how expensive hair was because even though I was still buying 20, 25K hair, I knew that if I wanted to start a business, just four of that, literally only four pieces would be 100K. Where did the student want to see that money from? Right? So I was like, that the idea was just playing in my head. And I kept telling my friends, oh, I'm going to start selling hair soon. I'm going to start selling hair soon. But somehow I just did it. The, the logistics behind me doing it is another story. But yeah, that was basically how I started my business. Hmm. Well done. And, you know, I love how you told us the story and the truth, you know, because, well, I guess the truth for, for a lot of business owners is different. But, you know, most times I hear people starting their, their business business is out of passion and not necessarily as you know a way to make money or make an extra income so um over the years of growing the business have you become more passionate about it or to you you know it's just a business i'm doing to make money oh definitely i think it was in my third year but then i was out of school i had seen life that was 2018 was the third year running this business right and I was like, no, actually 2019, early 2019, it stopped being about making money because if it's the money, I made it. Like mm-hmm. my business saw the kind of success the business saw, especially as a, I did not know jack shit about doing a business. I did not like me. I've always told myself that I wasn't business savvy because my mom is. And every time she tried to use us to sell anything or do anything, I would grumble and complain. And I'm like, this is not my life. I can't do mm-hmm. this. So I didn't know anything about running a business. I didn't know how to sell. See, I can't tell my business story without mentioning my best friend, Gloria. So here was, the, the, the plan was that I, I got suppliers in Lagos and that Imaga in Benin, but I would mostly go to Lagos, buy stock, and then come back. Now, I was in Uniben. Not a lot of students in Uniben had money like that to be buying hair. And now I couldn't sell the hair 25K again. Let's say if I buy that hair 25K, I would want to sell for... 30, 35, you know, make five to 10K profits, which is good for somebody who's just starting. But my advantage was that I had gone to uni before in a private school. So I had access to rich kids. So mm. I would travel from Benin to Okada, where my former school was. It was like a one hour journey. And then walk hostel to hostel. Okada had a lot of hostels, Shad. It had almost five hostels where girls stay and walk hostel to hostel, room to room, like door to door, trying to sell, like, hey, hello, we're selling hair. Some people will slam the door in your face. Some people will entertain you, mm-hmm. look at all your stuff and see they're not buying. And it was a very frustrating process. Though rewarding, because I I'd made my money, but it was frustrating. But I had my best friend, this girl, Gloria. She literally was the oil that this business was running on, because me, I'm an introvert. So I'm not the one to be going from room to room, carrying a bag of hair, saying I want to sell. So if there was no glory, I couldn't do that thing. The, the weekend, she was not available. Um, I'd not sell anything because mm. I tried. I went to one hospital. I went to like, I think six rooms. If you turn me down like five times, like close the door on my face, I'll just go back home. So that girl was one always pushing. Even when we went to a place and 
they said, oh, no, we're not interested. Don't you look at it. You should not be like, okay, but you can follow us on Instagram. And legit, I think in one weekend, we got like 500 new followers oh, because wow. of Gloria, including a celebrity. Yeah, it was one of those movements that I met Regina Daniel and she followed me and, you know, said she was going to buy her later. She didn't eventually buy, but love you, honey. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> But yeah, my best friend literally did a lot for me then because I realized that I still never got that confidence to be going around. It felt there was a whole shame attached to selling stuff. I don't know what it was, but it was almost a shameful thing. So I couldn't do it without her because she's the one that didn't have the shame. And if you don't want to buy it, at least follow us. But yeah, I made the money. I got that success because I don't know whether it's because, but this is how my brain saw it because of the access that I had to those rich kids, I was mm-hmm. able to like, I would buy stock and it would sell out. And next time I'm planning on that trip to Lagos, I became that girl I used to travel to Lagos. It was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I made the money and even got out of school when I was running my business in Port Harcourt because every city I've lived in, I've run my business from that city. I run my business from Benin. I run it from Port Harcourt in a while. Everywhere I was, I just realized that here is one thing, like it's beauty industry. Beauty is not going anywhere. Women that are 50 to 70, they still want to look beautiful, right? They will buy hair. It's just if you find like the right people. Yeah, so um, I made the money. So it stopped being about money because in the the, process of making that money, I encountered a lot of problems. Like, oh, this hair you sold to me is not good though. This one down, we're fighting and I have to refund or exchange. And oh my God, that's stress. I realized that I didn't want to do that. So at some point, I had to sit down and ask myself, that what am I doing this business for? It stopped being about that money. Mm. It started being about creating a brand that people will want to be affiliated with, basically. A brand that people will want to say, oh, I got this hair from Amaka and I'm enjoying it. Mm. And so over time, my, like, my business goal structure or whatever has shifted from I'm trying to make profit to I'm trying to make something that will outlive me. So right mm-hmm. now it's not about money for me. It's not money is great, but yeah. like if somebody is unsatisfied with something they buy from me, that gives me sleepless nights than the money that I made off of what I sold to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great, and I love that you are such a supportive that you have such a supportive best friend. <laughs> She's like, if everyone has a Gloria by their side, they will be thriving with business. Oh, when I make money, the way I'm going to carry that girl to a yacht in Dubai. <laughs> I don't mind coming along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so you mentioned how difficult it was um, starting, you know, getting money as a student and that part. So I want to ask you your thoughts on starting a business with a loan. Um, if, if, if it's an option that you would have considered then and if it's an option you think people that want to start their businesses right now should consider. Of course, if you have access to loan, get it. I mean, mm. you have to be careful with money and know that it's a loan, it's not your money, and then do your repayment plan and everything, put structures around that. But if you have access to loan, by all means, like, why not? If I had access to loan, it would have been, I don't know, I, I would have started better, really. Mm. 
it wouldn't have taken me five years to finally build a brand because I realized that the first four years I had a business. It's now that I'm being intentional about it being a brand. Hmm. Word, word, word. <laughs> That's great. I ask because one of the things we do at Penny is we give loans to small business owners, you know, asset-based loans. So it goes directly into the businesses. And, you know, I, it's great because a lot of people see, see loans and they get a lot of negative energy. And I guess it's because of the way it's been painted by, painted by people that do not do proper research or are not actually prepared to receive loans and then go for it. Um, so... How's the, okay, no, I think um, you already answered the question about um, the growth. So which challenge did you not think you were going to have when you started your business? That your challenges actually, because I know there might be a few that you're currently having right now. Oh, my darling, logistics. <laughs> Bloody logistics. You see this country, Nigeria, Nigeria stifles anything you try to make grow in it. So... <laughs> Logistics is the thing that really, really hurts my business, really. Like, it's, it's almost inevitable. As I'm speaking to you, I sent out a package to um, Afeba Balola University. It's over a week ago. And these people are supposed to be fast delivery service using DHL and all. We don't know the status of this package. You just, inshallah, you get it today. Or inshallah, you get it tomorrow. Do you know how... I don't want to use colorful words because I know that this is... This is a corporate thing. <laughs> but do you know how bad it is that you cannot give your clients an expected date for delivery? In sane countries, you don't do that. If you buy something off Amazon, Amazon will tell you delivery between 16th and something, and it will not fail. It will actually come either the day they say it will come or the day before. I can't even give that projection because normally they'll say, oh, three to five business days, but Shana, one week don't pass like this. Where my package, bros? And in December, I was so frustrated. It's I used every every single logistics possible. I used the roadside bus. I used the park. I used DHL. Even dispatch rider for Lagos. Everybody was failing because December is a high shopping time. So the more things they have to deliver the harder it is for them to get your work done. And I'm like, somebody should have made better structures around logistics in this country. Somebody should have, somebody should have, but almost nobody has. Because even the ones that are so-called good, the DHLs and the God is good and all of them, they still have problems. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know, it's funny that every, not every, almost every business owner I've interviewed complain about logistics. Almost every business owner, especially the businesses in Lagos. And yeah, like you said, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just eager. I'm waiting for someone to just come and solve that problem. Because then the, this helps business owners and this helps the economy as well. So um, how do you balance having a nine to five and running your business? Well, this question, they always had me to answer. I don't know. I just do. So the, the best thing I did for myself was outsourcing, like with business. Sorry, not outsourcing. That's not the word. The word is delegating and automating. So with my business now, it's a very hands-on business, especially as I uh, branched into wig making at some point, like two years, I mean, three years back. So I also make wigs, but I realized that I can't make wigs and run a 95 job. 
except when I'm really just busy um, free. So um, I have a stylist. I would like give most of my weeks my stylist to make. Um, I used to have an assistant who would remind me of orders that I'm missing, who would check my Instagram from time to time. Because I don't like giving people my Instagram to handle because that's what I do for work. So you can just like reply to comments or check something, but I wouldn't give you the thing to do as work. I feel like I will have to eventually because I'm not Superman. But yeah, yeah that has helped me to focus more on my nine to five job. So it's like, there's no how, I don't know how to explain it. I just do really, I don't know how to find balance. Some days it feels like I'm drowning or I'm neglecting one because whenever I feel like I've done heavy corporate lifting, I feel like my business has been neglected. And then I feel like I've given so much attention to my business. I'm like, oh my God, are they going to fire me tomorrow for not paying attention to work? So the balance just, I feel like it's, in, it's an instinct thing if you're an entrepreneur in Nigeria and you know why you need a nine to five job, obviously. You know that you, you have one. The balance, you find it. You don't have choice. They chop from you too. So you have to find it. Yeah, we'll find it last, last. Oh, that's great. Mm. And I think I think the right the word I should have used is actually rhythm because you just have to find the rhythm that works. And sometimes it works for this day, doesn't mean it work for the next day. Um, so people 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 talk about human hair as an investment. Uh, while some people are just like, yeah, it's just you know one of those things in the beauty industry and just selling things to women. So what's your take on that? Honestly, if I'm going to be very honest, like I'm going to remove the fact that I sell hair. Um, I don't know about investments, especially as I work in literally fintech, like wealth tech and investing. I don't know that I would call hair investment because I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday and my friend is saying how um, if you buy hair and you want to resell it, the value drops. It's like if I buy hair 300K and I want to resell it, hair that I've mm. worn, obviously, uh, I'm going to be selling it like some mere hundreds or 120k and that can't be an investment then you get mm. so like I think that it's one of those things that if you buy quality it serves you it does serve you but whoever coined that term good hair is an investment is a marketing genius I have to give that to them but I don't think it's true honestly it's mm. just you will use it for a long time. The first hair I got a sample for my business when I was about to start in 2016, July, I still have it till now. It has changed form, shape, everything. I still wear it. It's still one of my best hair. People see it and they're like, oh my God, this hair is so lovely. And I'm like, if you know where this hair is from, do you get? So mm. it has served me. It's going to continue serving me. And that's how my hair do. I, I give out a lot of my hair. When I get tired of it, but the people I give it out to, they will post a picture and they're like, oh, I'm a Kadi, is that hell? And I'm stunned. But that's what it's supposed to do. That's what good hair is supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to use it over time. But I don't know yeah. about investment. So or maybe not just me, we don't know it in the investment. But as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it's not an investment. Mm. Great. I'm glad, I'm glad you me clarify that as honest <laughs> as, as you can and as honest as possible. So... Do you think it would be different if you were doing your business in another country and how, how do you think it would be different? I really can't speak on what I don't know or have experienced. Like I want to jump and say yes, but I don't know. So here's the thing, Nigeria is difficult to do business in. 
Mm-hmm. But Nigeria also gives you some form of leeway in terms of there's so many corporate procedures that you can avoid. Somebody can just wake up and start a business in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You get. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in the abroad. Like, <laughs> you just can't. There's so many things you have to do before you say, I am a business owner. Like, there's, there's, there are countries that are so structured in ways that there's all these laws. And I'm not saying it's difficult or it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, maybe if I was abroad, I wouldn't have been able to start the way that I started. Do you get? Well, I feel like for ease of doing business, obviously, in the abroad, obviously, it's going to be easier. But for that initial starting, because a lot of people, you hear stories, some people started their businesses with 10K, like 10,000 Nigerian Naira. Like you hear all these stories, and yeah, but I don't think you might, I don't think you you can do that abroad because before you start a business abroad, you got to register first. It took me three years. I started my business in 2018. Wait, I was in 19. Either 18 or 19, I'm not sure. I think it was 19. But it took me all this while. But I had been running that business. I had made over 3 million naira. 3 million naira is not even it because that's three years. I had made over the amount of money been running that business, used that business for a whole lot of things before the country recognized it as an organization. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think it would be that easy to do in another country, a civilized country that has structure. Sure. Mm. That is an interesting point of view. Um, so how do you deal with bad days as a business owner? I cry a lot. <laughs> mm. I cry so much. Oh, my God. And then after crying, I drink wine and just sleep and tell myself tomorrow is a new day. I start again. There's been a lot of bad days, especially from December 2020. My business mm. sort of blew up on the socials when there was a whole bone straight thing. And I had suppliers who couldn't meet up with orders, who started giving subpar quality just because they were trying to meet up. Everybody's trying to make their own money. See, one thing you realize in business is that everybody's trying to make their own money. So people will hardly say, oh, I can't deliver on this. They will rather take the order and then mess it up or not give you the same quality than to pass it up, like pass up on it, you get. Mm. And that was the problem I had in December. I had back orders like from October running into December. And then this hair finally shipped into the country. And it wasn't, it wasn't the quality that made me blow up. It wasn't what people saw and said, oh my God, I love this, I want this. So it was problematic. But it was a thing that, I don't know, at that point, there was no going back. There was no let's return this. And it was running into Christmas. Babes wanted to slay during Christmas. And get this, it wasn't bad quality. It just wasn't great quality because it was sort of like the quality was tamped down a bit. I don't know, but I had a lot of problems in December. I lost a lot of money in December, like a whole lot of money. And I cried a lot in December. People insulted me on the phone in December, like face-to-face insults. So it's a thing that, yeah, it's a thing. The bad days were countless and endless in December. So it's a thing that happens and there's really no way to deal with it but cry well for me. I don't know how else I want to do. It's not like I'll start costing my customer back because they're not exactly in the wrong. Mm. You get, so I'm just here like, ah, God, I know that, you know, this is the path I've chosen in my life. It's really hard today. So I'm going to cry about this, make it okay tomorrow when I wake up, okay? And then I cry and sleep and wake up the next day and just do it all over again. Um, it's really challenging being a business owner and like 
you know, things that are beyond your control, affecting your business, affecting your client, you know, affecting, trying to sort of affect your reputation, it all really sucks. <laughs> and yeah, sorry you had to deal with that. So um, right now with the years that you've been running your business and the experience you had, can you um, tell me three advice you give to someone that wants to start in the beauty industry in Nigeria? Don't start a business in the beauty industry in Nigeria. Okay, I don't know what the rest of beauty world is. I only know hair, so I'm going to speak on what I know. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to start a hair business, it go nice if you start like if you start well. If you have money, if you're starting it on a funded level, do it the right way. As in, register your business first. Start in a very corporate professional way. I know that we are in the trend and time of all oh, people dancing on Instagram to sell hair. I love that. If I could dance, trust me, my ass would be shaking on Instagram to sell my weaves. <laughs> but like do everything in like take the right steps and do the right process build your social media presence like i don't even know how to explain how powerful social media is with business especially here oh my god especially here build your social media like if you have a marketing budget make sure that a lot of it goes into online advertising social media instagram twitter oh my god utilize twitter oh shit we don't have twitter again Hey, <laughs> or Jomi, Nigeria. Hey, <laughs> hey, that just hit me out of the blue. Wow. Okay, we don't have Twitter again. Okay, run them for Instagram. But also another thing, get all the help that you can because hair is very expansive. Like you're not just selling hair again. Um, people now want wigs. That's the thing. Like I don't know the last time I got order that was just bundles. Like I don't recall the last time everybody wants their hair wigged. So there's a tendency of you wanting to start making wigs. If you can't make wigs, because that thing is a talent or something that you have to dedicate hard work to learn, you don't have to make wigs. Just contract a stylist or something. Because if you, like, you really can't do everything by yourself when you mm. think about it. So as much as you two want to keep up with the speed, like instead of telling, turning customers down because you don't offer wigging services, you can just meet somebody who is doing it and doing it well, collab with them, outsource your wig into them, and you know, it runs, it still works for you. Oh, another very important thing, please do not be like me. Distinguish your funds. Like make sure that you know which money is business money and you know which money is your money. Because me, Amaka, for a long time, I did not know. So I'm spending my business money. I'm, like I didn't, there was, there was no line. Everything was just blood. It's like, if I sell one hair today, I'll carry the money, buy 1,000 Naira Suya in Hollandia <laughs> and buy Pringles and go and watch film at Kada or one of those things. So like, it's going to be nice. That's why that corporate account is necessary. That account is so important because if you can get a statement, it can literally tell you how much money has passed through your business for a period of time. You can use it to, you know, balance your books and everything just make sure that you know which money is which money and you're not living your life off your business money or using your personal money to fund your business but at any point size your personal money to fund your business especially if you've been careful you know that that business has stopped working for you mm. Mm. Thank you for the amazing tips. The last tip about the money part is actually very important. 
very, very, very important because then sometimes you see, sometimes business is making money, but people can't really account for where the money is going to. And that's also another problem we're actually um, um, solving with our Penny app. I just hope um, small business owners take advantage of these opportunities so you know, we can make help them do business better. So we're concluding soon. Well, before we conclude, I would love you to tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Uh, I don't know. Everything interesting about me is already online. So I don't think there's anything special I can share. An interesting fact about myself, I don't know. I, I'm so sorry to disappoint whoever goes, like whoever listens to this. I really don't know. I feel like mm. there's a lot of things about me that's interesting. That's why I come to point one. But yeah. Um. So before you go, I'd love you to share your social media handle with us for your personal page and your business page, and also give us your last words. Okay. Well, my oh, <laughs> my personal handle is the Amaka everywhere on all platforms, and my business is Amaka's underscore hair for days. Mm. So please make on follow me. It's been a struggle to get followers people should follow me thanks and god bless my last words please if you have access to loan collect it there's it will help you as long as you know you have to pay back and you're working towards paying back collect that loan is necessary is i don't know really just take the loan take the loan that's my last word thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with us we really appreciate you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something from their story. And if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or, you're, or you plan on starting a brand in Nigeria, we are the best team to be by your side on your journey. Check out penny.co to find out how to get started with us. So I'll see you next week Thursday for another amazing episode. Bye.